0: Welcome back to The Crude Life. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for joining us. We're going to be joined now with John Clark with Clark Energy Consulting to talk about some of not so much the recent activity that's going on in oil and gas. We had the Federal Reserve on yesterday. Of course, that's available at The Crude Life Podcast if you want to check out uh, their report that they sent in, the audio from it. John Clark, I wanted to bring on more about the unemployment side, about kind of that shock to the system, if you will, to tackle it from that angle. And I I think he's probably been checking it out a little bit, can offer a few things. So John, how are you doing today?
1: Hey, Jason, I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Excellent. Excellent. By the way, before we get into the meat and potatoes, uh, how's your home office doing? Is this something that you had already done or... Was it an easy transition? or Are you still kind of uh, learning the ropes?
1: Yeah, so I, I've been working from home for some time. Uh, definitely, with uh, the Texas being on lockdown, we've um, had some time to clean up house, and so I reorganized my office a little bit. I had a couple of web meetings uh, last week, so I got a uh, like a video conference set up, and starting to see more and more people doing that, which is which is really cool. It's uh you know, despite, you know, the uncertain times and kind of the difficulty the economy is facing, it's exciting to at least see that uh, people are still able to make the most of it. And we can even record this podcast together from our own, the safety of our homes. And then it kind of goes to show how technology has come a long ways.
0: And that's a great point to bring up because as people are really going through some uncertain times right now, and that is including a lot of people that are currently employed. Like I talked to a guy, yesterday in the auto body world and they've got 75 employees that they just had a meeting yesterday and they said next week either you're going to be laid off or (laughs) the other one you know type of a thing because they don't have anything in the books and what do you do so this is going beyond the oil and gas sector but at the same time this really is impacting the oil and gas industry to the tune all the way down to the cafe owner because on, on this program here the crude life everybody from the ceo to the water haulers to the drill bit manufacturers to the cafe owners to media people and consultants we are energy you know we are the energy united we are the ones that really are the midstream upstream salmon stream and in between streams so when you're looking at the numbers I mean, I looked yesterday it was at a million. I think today it was at two point five. If I refresh it, it'll probably be even more. What uh, what what tea leaves are you reading? What advice are you leaning towards? Uh, go ahead and just kind of uh, uh, t- take that uh, comment and turn it into a question, however you want for a response, I guess, because I didn't even really ask you a question.
1: No, yeah, well, I I uh, I I read the Wall Street Journal pretty frequently. I think. Uh, I have it pulled up. They're quoting now it's 3.3 million uh, unemployed claims last week, Uh, probably will continue to grow. Uh, So I thought it'd be fitting to kind of have a conversation on how to navigate layoffs in uncertain times. Um, Obviously, oil and gas sector, uh, this is really the second downturn we've had in, in four years, four or five years. And so uh, if anything, our industry has gone through this recently, myself included. Uh, but you know, like you mentioned, it's rippling through the economy and and many sectors that uh, haven't faced you know a downturn um, or or been laid off in their career. And and I'm here to to kind of share some tips, you know, in my experience. Uh, I, I really think you know it's easy to at first kind of um, be down on yourself. And 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 one one challenge I had. Uh, navigating through a layoff was um just having the self confidence to put myself out there and continue to to network with people and reach out and and I would say don't don 't be afraid to to let your network know or reach out because people understand obviously this is a global crisis we 're going in right now and and it 's unprecedented time so uh you know certainly don't don't feel like it's your individual you know fault for a layoff it's this and this especially in this environment it 's it's a, uh, external factors, you know. Not, it's nothing within your own control. So that's one one piece of advice. Um, the other part is network and, and continue to network. And, and that's why I think being able to work from home and, and the technologies like Zoom meetings and um, FaceTime, you know, just even sending a text message or a LinkedIn message, uh, even you know commenting, just trying trying to stay socially engaged through social media and other you know technologies is is definitely uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people get jobs from posting on LinkedIn or, um, you know, making themselves, you know, available to, to chat over the phone or, or you know, once uh, these lockdowns are lifted, you know, go meet for a coffee or lunch and, and uh, try and build that into your, your daily routine. Because, it you know, let's face it, it can be uh, emotionally and mentally draining, especially when you, you know, you're at home and you see the news and uh, everything sounds gloomy and uh, certainly, we are going through unprecedented times, but I, I would just encourage everyone or anyone that's facing that to, you know, stay positive and you know things will recover. They always do, uh, and uh, you know try to try to do the best you can to, to engage your network and and um, don't don't get too down on yourself. What do you think, Jason? I
0: I think well I, I think what you brought up is is some important points, and I'd like to elaborate on two of them specifically. One of them is that. I think it is really important to point out that it is not their fault because that is something that is very difficult for the average person to grasp, even when they know it. I mean, like right now, anybody who gets laid off, everybody's going to say it's the economy, it's a Corona, it's Russia, it's OPEC. There's a thousand things to name. It's it's environmentalists, it's Greta, you name it, man. There's a million, hundred thousand different justifications for somebody getting laid off but at the end of the day, they're still going to say, why me? And I think it's important to remind yourself that it—it it is not you. It's, it, it is is—it a, is a bigger thing that's going on here. And sometimes that is tough. Even when you know it, it's still tough to accept. So I'm glad that you pointed that out because I did want to elaborate that sometimes even when you do know it, it's still hard to accept. Does that make sense to you, John?
1: Right. No, and I, I experienced that firsthand, you know, and um, it's... Uh... Yeah, it it can be easy to get down on yourself. Um, but there's, like you said, there's so many other factors going on right now. And, uh, you know, if we talk about specifically the energy sector right now, um, you know, obviously, we're hit with a triple whammy, you know, the coronavirus is shocked demand, uh, Saudis increased supply. So I mean, that's the whole market itself is just tumbled we're at 23 bucks or below 23 dollars a barrel uh, for oil and about a buck 70 for natural gas so i mean these are unprecedented levels and i think you know part of the reason that i wanted to talk about layoffs you know i'm, I'm starting to hear more and more closer to home uh colleagues that are um, being let go and i think there could be more you know in the coming weeks so um it's it's certainly happening i, I think you look back to 2016 when we saw the price of oil drop to like $28, uh, it rebounded pretty quickly. Like, I think it was only below $30 for a couple of days. Uh, we've been well below 30 for I think over a week now. Uh, so, this is certainly a lower for longer environment. I think, you know, what, uh, you know, obviously prices will swing, especially oil prices known to be volatile. I think, you know, it will certainly come back, but I I do think we're also in a lower for longer period of another year or two. And so the other pieces of advice that I would give is, um, you know, try to reinvent yourself or retool. Take time now to learn something different and uh, add to, you know, being more well-rounded in any way that you can, because that'll only help uh, when, you know, applying to jobs and uh, looking for opportunities just because, you know, it's easy to get especially as a coming from a petroleum engineer, I, uh, I love the oil and gas industry. I, I, you know, got a degree in petroleum engineering. I I still think it's a great degree to have. Um, It's, it's certainly, you know, when when I got into the industry, I got into operations and operations are a lot of times the first ones to get let go. You know, when you drop a rig that goes a guy as well, that operates on the rig. And, and so it's, especially in the shale game, it's easy to Turn on and off the switch for operations. So uh, oftentimes the operation folks seem to get hit first, um, and that was the case for me. And so um, you know, I uh, I've, I've seen more and more with you know how operators and nimble independents can swing plans on a dime and drop a rig here or there like that. It, it just it uh, opened the the my eyes to think, well, wow, maybe I should uh, learn more about reservoir engineering or production or um, you know, other, other fields within petroleum engineering. And even still, like, I, I take an online course on uh, the basics of computer science. So I'm trying to learn a little bit more about uh, programming and coding. I think that's a, a viable um, skill set that will be in demand, especially for petroleum engineers. Um, you know, obviously with being able to, to do more with less, but if you're the guy that can understand how to drill, complete, produce a well develop a field, and you have a little bit of coding knowledge to help bring in, you know, software and information technology, you're the Michael Jordan on the team. And, you know, you're untouchable at that point. So that's why I say learn something different. Take time now while you're maybe stuck at home. Uh, The internet's a great resource. I use it all the time. Um, And uh, try to try to, you know, add some versatility to the experience you may already have.
0: One thing I do want to mention is the social media part. And I think that one thing that is not being talked about, and I do want to get your opinion on, I do hear a lot of advice to go to your network, to go to social media and do these types of things, which I agree. I agree. But when you think about what's going on now, take a step back. Now you've got a bunch of people who really haven't spent a lot of time on social media. So now they're going to, go and spend more time on social media. A lot of people that were already on the social media, they're gonna go off a little bit because now they gotta go to Zoom meetings and they gotta go to conference meetings and all kinds of different things. So they're not spending maybe as much time during the workday on social media. I think social media is gonna go through a little bit of a tweaking period. And what I think is gonna drive the tweaking period the most is how people reinvent themselves on social media. And what I mean by that, is how are you going to stand out? Because if there's more people on there doing the same thing, flooding the same networks and trying to do, you know, who's going to be louder than who and who's going to be more creative than who and how are you going to separate yourself is kind of where I'm getting at, you know. And, you know, one of the things you're doing, John Clark, is, you know, you do your weekly OG brief. You know, you do, or not weekly, but you know, a couple times a month or whatever it is. I don't know. I mean, I I put weekly in there because I call everything weekly. But you you've got your 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 briefing period, and that's how you're separating yourself out from the pack. So, um, do, do you know what I mean by that, John? Do you understand where I'm coming from?
1: Yeah, I'm I, I'm still learning social media and. <laughs> All the algorithms that get your posts uh, liked and and whatnot, I, I I'm still learning a lot of that. But I I do yeah you you raise a good point, and that's one one of the reasons I I do this uh, O.G. brief, and I'm glad to be on the Crude Life podcast. is It's a chance for me to 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 sh- kind of share my story, also you know any insights that I have, and and help uh, brand my business as well. But Ultimately, provide value to the audience that I have in my network, and I've I've had a LinkedIn since 2010, so I've had a LinkedIn for 10 years. I'm still figuring it out, though, to be honest, Jason.
0: <laughs> well, uh, here's here's one of the things that I like, and and I'll be honest: is um, when somebody comes on this program, you know, they 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 definitely have to know what they're talking about, and I'm not saying that from from my perspective, I'm saying that because if if somebody's talking about things they don't know about in the energy industry, they're going to hear about it from competition, a shareholder, or an attorney. And so it's a, it's like the most self-correcting industry I've ever seen in my life. And I thought banking and insurance people had to stay within wheelhouses, but in the energy industry, oh, it's natural. I mean, there's no way that a marketing director is going to talk about frac frack solutions and there's no way a frack solution is going to talk about something a marketing director would talk about you know what i mean it's like everybody stays in their own wheelhouse and that is done just on self-correction out of respect for the industry you know and so i that's one of the things i i do enjoy about it but i think there's going to be a little bit of a you know a little bit of a social media deal i heard somebody talking about an online happy hour the other day i'm not really sure how that's going to work but i'm sure people will check it out and they'll be a part of it, you know, something social.
1: Yeah, have you? there's another one uh, I heard, Netflix Party. Have you heard of Netflix Party?
0: I have not. I That just sounds like something I don't know if I want to. Okay, go on. <laughs> you,
1: yeah, I, I saw this. <laughs> I saw this yesterday. So I, I guess you can go on Netflix. I don't know if it's only like on the weekends. Or anyways, you can watch Netflix with your friends. Somehow... I don't know if there's a camera on you or you just, I don't know how it works, but it sounded interesting, <laughs> the the creative ways.
0: Well, I thought the most genius business idea from the past is the drive-in movie theater. People would be quarantined in their cars, they'd be six feet away, and then they'd, you know, I thought, you know, that would work, wouldn't it? So... Um, You brought up something, too, that is probably going to give people an opportunity. You know, online courses, certifications, maybe a new skill. Uh, Right now is a perfect time, you know, especially if it's a week or a two-week long course or something like that. Or if it's a six-month course, at least you can get started now. Um, There's a business that is probably going to be able to see some, some opportunities, some online certifications and things like that. You mentioned that you were doing something like
1: that. Yeah. So actually uh, there's a, uh, something called EDX. Uh, it's basically like online education, uh, certifications and classes. And there are quite a bit, um, on programming and computer science. So Harvard has one that I've, I've worked through somewhat independently. It's, uh, called CS50. It's their computer science basics class. And it's, you know, it's, there's people that pay the tuition to take the class, you know, in Massachusetts, or you can watch it online and follow along. And, and a lot of programming is programmers. A lot, a lot of them that I, that I know work from home even normally. So they, they, uh, they utilize, you know, learning and, and a lot of the source programming, um, uh, that you, you know, you can find on the internet to basically, you know, double check codes and stuff. I'm still a beginner. I still have a long way to go. Uh, I'm really just getting my feet wet on that you know, I think that's really a great opportunity. It's edx.org, I think, uh, edx, and they have a ton of different um, courses you can do. I've, I've even seen more stuff on LinkedIn, like getting certifications through LinkedIn. Uh, there's a few others that I've seen. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be checking a few out myself.
0: Rather interesting times, you know. Um, I did want to talk to you a little bit about the the unemployment and, and go back to that uh, before we wrap it up here is um, the example I've been giving people is, is, you know, think of the server. If, if you want to know what's going on in this economy, just think of the server for a second. Okay. So the server is somebody who relies on cash for their income. So much so in many states that they don't even have minimum wage. Like in North Dakota, I think they make like four bucks an hour, four and a quarter. And that's how reliant servers are on tips. Well, when, when their income stops literally overnight. I mean, it was like overnight restaurants closed, maybe within three days. Um, their income stopped. Now, a lot, of, a lot of servers either have rent or in some cases, if they have a mortgage, generally they are supplementing the mortgage or maybe they got a child support check or maybe they got a spouse that helps pay the mortgage. But for the most part, a lot of servers by themselves do not carry a mortgage. But if they do, that's fine too. But where I'm going with this is is the server now, if they don't have an income, that means that something happened to the restaurant. So now the restaurant is impacted because the server is. Now the server no longer has income and they don't have a check coming in. So their landlord and or partner who has the mortgage is now impacted too. So just from a server, you have three to four different people in the chain of economic command that is seriously impacted to where defaults and getting behind and, you know, and a, a friend of mine said the other day to me in the, in the news media, we were talking just kind of off the air and we were talking about some of our friends that have restaurants and how we're concerned about them. And he said, Jason, he goes, "the the, the reality is, and I'm talking optimistic, 25% of the restaurants that are closed are not going to open up again. And that's when it really hit me that this is a lot more serious than than I think people think. Las Vegas shutting down for 30 days. Think of the server. Think of just that little bit of the economy and how quickly that can impact three or four different people like that. So and then you go to actual, you know, other jobs and other other things, but when you think of that template in that chain of command with just something as as easy as, you know, a day-to-day server that you see every day at lunch and at dinner and things like that. I think it just really opens up people's eyes to really see what's going on here with this COVID shutdown, if you will. So uh, with that said, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you're seeing this.
1: Yeah, it's certainly trickle-down effect, uh, I think, is what the term many economists use. And that, that's what we're seeing. I mean, you know, I'll speak to Houston. I'm born and raised here, uh, you know, back in the 80s. What I heard was our city was really impacted by the, the oil shock. Uh, and, you know, I think since then, the city's diversified quite a bit in, into the medical field and, and hospitality. You know, actually, Houston is known for, um, inter, you know, having one of the most diverse uh, restaurants and and culinary um, <clears throat> arts and hospitality and ho- hotels. And, and, you know, nobody's going to hotels right now. They're all shut 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 in in their houses so you think about that and all the conferences and any business travel you know is impacting that as well and and i think you're right we're uh i hate to say it this this feels kind of like a 2008 crisis with regards to um the credit credit cycles you know i think you know the fed cut rates to zero i was i heard an economist come on um on the news he mentioned how you know we're we're probably going to see low interest. The good news is we'll probably see low interest rates for a few years. You know maybe maybe zero. They're probably if, if this recession you know continues to ripple, where the the Fed won't in, increase rates and nobody everyone's ca- you know strapped for cash. Um, so I think the you know the the, the bond market and uh, which basically relies on debt. Um, you know I I would be cautionary against you know, buying the dips in this stock market. I think the economy is shifting. It's, it's, it's going to take some time that, you know, they canceled or rescheduled the summer Olympics even. I mean, when was the last time they did that And <laughs> in, in World War II? <laughs> uh, so these are certainly unprecedented times and, and I think it's going to continue. I, I would say, you know, now is a great time to, to retool. And, um, you know, uh, and, and continue to, to work on networking. And, and, um, I'd be happy to, if, if anyone wants to reach out to me personally, uh, send me a uh, direct message. I'd be happy to give you any other, um, you know, of my experiences going through layoffs and, uh, happy to help share within my network too, if I can be a resource.
0: John Clark, Clark Energy Consulting is the name of the company and he did enter the march madness tournament and he did win in the first round against guide energy solutions didn't quite fare so well against brigade energy service of course they were a higher seed but i think it was a little bit closer than than probably what people would have thought so uh he did had a good showing in the march madness but you know came up short i guess in the second round
1: yeah i've been following your posts on there i like how you tag people and uh, i always try to like uh, any of the posts that you make too. So uh, that's part of the, you know, part of it, you know, uh, sharing is caring. And uh, I'm, I'm always happy to uh, to like others' posts to, to help get it noticed. And I uh, would appreciate, uh, you know, getting any feedback from the listeners uh, as well. Um, and you can also go to ClarkEnergyConsulting.com. You can check out my website. Uh, I'm happy to uh, book a consultation or just, you know, reach out to, to be a helping hand, however I can, during these tough times.